0: what's going on guys welcome whoops let me get that camera on jeez my fucking camera jeez all right what's going on guys welcome to time dropper for another actually not another this has been our, my first kind of video like this in a minute Laker fans, welcome back. It's been a while. If you haven't been listening to me, understandable. I haven't done Laker videos in a while. This has been my longest time doing non... This is my longest I haven't done a Laker video since I started Dime Dropper. So shout out to everybody that's out here. Um... Yeah, it's been a minute since before I went to Qatar, like November 9th. Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant hadn't even played a game last time I did a Laker recap. So, so briefly before I get into the Rui Hachimura trade, because that's all I'm going to be talking about tonight, let me just say that the Lakers have really stepped it up. I mean, they were 2-10 when I was first watching them this season. I think Darvin Ham's done a lot of good things. I also think that he has done some things wrong. I mean, he is a rookie head coach, so he's going to come with his mistakes. Obviously, I always think people are going to be too harsh on coaches at times. That being said, I am the same guy that's criticized Ty Lue so much this year. But he's got a different roster, a much better roster. Darvin Ham has less to work with. I think the only thing about Darvin Ham is he's made some questionable decisions with lineups, especially small, heavy three-guard sets and stuff like that, with three guards playing at once with, like, Dennis Schroeder, Pat Bev. Kendrick Nunn, who obviously was included in the trade today. But overall, you can sense that the Lakers are competing more on defense consistently and just competing more game to game. They're definitely a better team than last year. And I'm pleasantly surprised with Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant. I mean, Thomas Bryant's shooting really, really well. He's shooting over 60%, shooting over 40% from deep. Dennis Schroeder's had some big games. He's in the starting lineup. And he's still kind of showing that peskiness that we saw in 2021. So, I'm really impressed with the Dennis Schroeder that we've gotten. Had huge games against Miami when LeBron and AD were out and the Lakers still won. And then at Sacramento when the Lakers got a really good win there. But let's get into the trade. So, Lakers, obviously, they have a couple of flaws. Mainly, they don't have enough wing players. They really only have LeBron and Juan Toscano-Anderson. And then guards that play above their size. Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, and Dennis Schroeder, who all can kind of guard guys a little bit taller than them because they're aggressive, they're kind of a nuisance, but they don't have any wing defenders and not enough good shooters. You know what the Lakers desperately lack are the type of players the Clippers have, those 3 and D guys. They can even use a guy like a Marcus Morris who could knock down shots on the outside. And the Lakers today got a steal of a trade. I mean, I saw Rob Palinka last week at Pepperdine. I was at Pepperdine versus St. Mary's, and he was there watching the game. Tall motherfucker, but he was rocking the man purse. And it looks like he had something cooking because the Washington Wizards, by trading for Kyle Kuzma, kind of created a logjam at that big forward spot. Denny Avdia is another bigger forward as well. And I don't think Rui Hachimura is like a true wing. He's more of like... I always say the power forward position in the NBA today is dying because there's not that many traditional power forwards. And when I say a traditional power forward, I mean somebody that gets the ball and operates you know, 18 feet away from the basket and in, can shoot mid-ranges, is more of a power player on the basket, occasionally can step out and shoot the three, but is mainly an 18 feet and in kind of guy, post-game, that kind of stuff. And I think Rui Hachimura's skill set is closer to that. He's not a great three point shooter, even though he shot 44%, 45% from three last season. In the other seasons of his career, rookie year, 29% from three. Sophomore year, the one I watched the most of, 33% from deep. And then this current year, 34%. I think last year was a little bit more of an outlier. He only played 42 games, missed 40, was in and out of the lineup. And that's. So the reason why I know a lot about Rui Hachimura is if you've been following me for a while, you know that obviously I do Laker and Clipper games every year, right? Those are my two teams that I do coverage on because they're L.A. teams. But that first season that I did Dime Dropper, I had a couple Dime Dropper teams that I designated. And the Washington Wizards with Russell Westbrook were one. So we got to watch a lot of Rui Hachimura. And today I went back and listened to some of the stuff that I was saying in the moment and I didn't get too much on Hachimura. It was mostly Westbrook Beal. But what I do remember is this. That was the best season of his career thus far. He played in 57 games and only missed 15. He averaged 31 and a half minutes a game and started in every game he played. Averaged 14 points a game, five and a half boards on 48% shooting and 33% from deep. And this is what I have to say about him. I think, as I said already, he's got more of a power forward skill set. He's strong. He actually has a semblance of post game where he can turn over either shoulder. Now, I don't know how consistently that is, but he can post up, and everyone knows how much of a sucker I am for post up. He can turn and face. He's really strong, like 6'8", 250. He can hit the mid-range, and he can step out and knock down the three as well. But I think with Rui Hachimura, he's not gonna be a guy that you just want to be a spot-up three-point shooter on offense and get the most out of him. Now, I know I saw a stat today that said he's been really good at shooting corner threes and the Lakers could use anyone that shoots threes well from anywhere doesn't matter if it's top of the key wing corner don't matter but the corner three outside of an open layup is considered the most efficient shot in basketball these days they say so Rui Hachimura is probably going to get a lot of open threes a lot of good looks we'll see how those pick and pops with LeBron and pick and rolls with LeBron do go but I think if they only make him a spot up shooter You're going to get a lot of inconsistent games. Now, I remember Rui Hachimura. There would be games where he wasn't aggressive enough, where the Wizards wouldn't get him involved enough. He sometimes has a lack of that alphaness about him. He'll have a huge dunk or something, and he's athletic, man. Don't get it twisted. He'll have some really nice highlight plays. But when I mean that dog, I mean that consistent aggressiveness. He's not just a sit-in-the-corner guy. The Lakers need to empower him. I wonder if he's going to be in the plans past this season and past LeBron and A.D., Because the fact of the matter is, this was a lottery pick, a top 10 pick. The Wizards fumbled because they have no idea what they're doing. They have no vision. They're stuck in the middle with Bradley Beal, who's not leading his team to a playoff appearance. They're stuck in the middle. So they're in one of the worst. And Shout out to my boy Chris Aviles, Wizards fan, and my boy Luke Cameron, both from DC area, DMV. The Wizards are probably in the worst spot of any team in the league right now. They have no direction at all. And there's no end in sight, really. Rui Hachimura was their ninth pick. Then they had Denny Avdia, Johnny Davis, Corey Kispert. And, I mean, the fact that Rui Hachimura was already unhappy because Kyle Kuzma was traded there and he kind of took his spot. And last year he was injured and then this year he's been on the bench. He was going to leave. That's why they didn't get anything for him. Now, was there a better deal out there on the table? I don't know. Only the Wizards GM, Tommy Shepard, and those guys know that. But two second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn for a guy that you picked ninth in the draft? Absolutely just, it's just ridiculous how bad they're of a spot there in. But a great win for the Lakers, very low risk, high reward move. I mean, I think Rui Hachimura is going to help immediately, but here's the thing, don't expect perfection. He's going to I remember in 2021 he had games like stretches where he'd have three or four games where he was had under 10 points in like four straight games. And then There were games where he had 10 consecutive games in double figures or 11 consecutive games in double figures. It's really all about how aggressive he is. You need to keep empowering him. That's on Darvin Ham and that's on LeBron James. Keep him aggressive. Throw him the ball in the mid-post a bit. Let him turn and face. Let him back down if he has a mismatch. Let him become a better basketball player. Not just help your team win, make him a better basketball player. No, it's a win-now team and it's a developmental guy. So you're going to have to go with his ups and downs. He's going to have mistakes he's going to make. Which brings us to his defense. Now, this is the one thing I didn't remember too well because when you watch a guy 30 games in a season and that's all you really remember, it's hard when you're not watching him every night like he plays for the Clippers or the Lakers. I can assess his defense like that with a magnifying glass. And we're going to get to do that in a couple of days, when he suits up for the Lakers, I don't think he's gonna play against uh, us tomorrow, Clippers. And by the way, I will be live post game directly after that one. So, Clippers Lakers, that's our best, do, uh, the game that we get the best views. So, everybody gotta pop in after the game for that. And then I should be doing Laker post games very soon. I know I've been saying that for a while, but we're gonna get back on the horse as this season starts to get to the nitty gritty, the last 30 games home stretch. So, I will be doing Laker recaps post game, like usual. It's just hard with locked on. I have to do it five days a week, and it can be very tedious. But Rui Hachimura's defense. From my memory, he was a good defender. He was big. And listen, you can hide 6'8 a lot better than you can hide 6'3. Even with bad defenders that are that size, like ones that come to mind like Michael Porter or Marcus Morris, when those guys are engaged, they're decent defenders. And I remember Rui Hachimura having good lateral quickness and being strong. He's the type of guy you would throw at like a Kawhi or LeBron, not as the primary guy, but if you if he switched onto them, he's the perfect body because he can absorb hits and he's big. And I remember there was a game in that 2021 season where he did a good job on LeBron actually. So, I think he's going to just add size and the Lakers desperately needed size, desperately. As I said, I don't think he's a true wing. He's more of like a combo forward, as someone said in the comments. He's like a somewhat traditional power forward with a little bit of a modern touch. Six eight, so he'd be he'd be a little undersized for your two thousands or nineties power forward, but he's perfect for what he's perfect for today's game as a power forward. So I think it's a, it's a very solid move. The thing about his defense is though that was twenty twenty one. He was very engaged. I remember he had he was decent laterally. He was solid, nothing crazy, and I think that. His defensive metrics are all going to look bad because the Wizards have terrible defenders around him. Terrible. In 2021, he was one of the only guys that actually was a body. When he was trying and engaged... Very good. That's what it really has to be. He needs to be engaged. And I think he will. New new environment. It's the Lakers. Everyone's got a magnifying glass on you. And I think last season, you saw some people criticize his defense and he was a little bit disengaged. But I think that's a lot of mental things. I think that's a lot of him not really knowing his future with that team and kind of being disen, disenchanted with what was going on in Washington. So we're going to get to see his defense on a more close scale. But... In 2021, his defense was very solid. The team's defense was bad, but that's because they had guys like Alex Len, Robin Lopez, and Thomas Bryant as their only bigs, and Westbrook and Bradley Beal, who Bradley Beal was very poor defensively that year and would pick and choose, and then Denny Avdia was a rookie. These are the kind of guys they had out there. Rahul Neto, Davis Bertans. So any defensive metric from that season that you throw at me for Rui Hachimura, you can throw that shit in the garbage because he was de- surrounded by horrible defenders. So that's my thoughts on the trade. Rui Hachimura to the Lakers. Now let's look, and I liked it, but here's my final thoughts. Is it a big needle mover? No, it's not. This is not the trade that's going to make the Lakers become a championship team. They need to get one more wing that can really, a real wing that can really guard the other team's best options and knock down some open shots. Those guys ain't growing on trees, so you're going to have to make a big deal that no one expects. Jake Crowder actually is out there, but I think he doesn't like LeBron from his Cavs days. And I'm, I know he doesn't, but he may be, maybe given the circumstances, he'd be willing to throw his differences aside. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Comment on the video. You already know what it is. Peace. Appreciate everybody.